Welcome to The House Files, a podcast about building a triplex in Portland, Oregon, mostly to talk you out of doing such a thing. This week, we are talking all about probably one of my favorite topics, which is hot tubs. (laughs) Hot tubs. There has been a plan from the very beginning to put a hot tub on the roof, on the rooftop patio. And I didn't really, there was just a question mark in my head about how this was actually going to be accomplished. Like it was unclear to me how you go from saying, I want a hot tub on my roof to actually getting a hot tub on your roof. Like all of the steps, it was, it was like that, you know, meme from South Park, the like first collect socks, question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. That's how I felt like the hot tub situation was. I kind of felt like I was lying every time I said we were going to have a hot tub on our roof because I didn't really know how it was going to happen. Me too, frankly. But you know what's already happened as part of the plans from the very beginning is the engineering for having a hot tub on the roof, which it turns out is not just sort of casual put, you know, thousands of pounds of water on the roof. Yeah, yeah. It turns out that roofs are not normally set up to accommodate thousands of pounds of hot water on the top of them. Um, And I say hot because both the weight is important, but also there's a lot that goes into heating a hot tub that I, I don't think I really had a, I didn't have a real concept. (laughs) Um, But I guess we are, the doubling up our normal topics, which are who's late this week and what we didn't know we needed to know, (laughs) Uh, even though we are right now, we're at the rough in stage for plumbing. And it turns out that's the point at which you need to know what your hot tub is going to be. Well, it's actually because the under the hot tub, the hot tub has to sit on something and it's going to sit on the floor of the roof. It is not a floating hot tub. It's not a floating hot tub. The floor of the roof doesn't exist yet because all that is there right now is the plywood surface. And it's going to get built up in a bunch of layers because it needs to, it needs to also be the roof. Like it's the deck, but it's the waterproofing so that our kitchen doesn't get rained on. Yeah, because here, insert picture of what it currently looks like on yeah. the floor up on the roof. It's not it's not pretty yeah. right now. So they're going to build not even like the the decking yet, but they need to do all the waterproofing proofing layers and they need to know the footprint of the hot tub to build a platform for the hot tub to sit on. Yeah. So we needed to know what size hot tub it was. And um, we went from having no idea really how the hot tub was going to happen and then needing a hot tub to be picked within like 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we started looking around and, you know, I was looking at like just, you know, Google hot tub Portland and literally in, just Googled hot tub Portland. And yeah. in addition to the spas that exist in Portland, you will also find places to buy hot tubs. And a lot of the websites of them are like, they just freak me out. They're these top down views of what the jets look like. So it's like looking at an empty hot tub from the top down, just so you can see the seating pattern and jets. And they just don't look attractive. No, they look really ugly. Like it's like concerningly ugly. Um, and I guess I, the process of trying to research hot tubs, one, we, we have a budget line item for the hot tub, uh, which is $10,000. And that sounds like a ton of money, but apparently it isn't really when it comes to a hot tub. And that money includes the mechanism by which we get the hot tub on the roof, which is a crane or Um, and, or it includes also building the platform that goes underneath it and, um, theoretically like seating that goes around it. So that's, 
wood is expensive. And so as soon as you start adding wood and a crane, really, realistically, we needed to be between the five and the $6,000 range for the hot tub, which having never really investigated anything other than like Amazon inflatable bathtub hot tubs before, (laughs) I did not realize how expensive hot tubs were. Yeah, I thought that was like, you know, an average price of a hot tub, but that seems to be the low end of those jacuzzi style hot tubs with all the jets. Yes. So, well, they can, they can go easily up to 10,000, 15,000 if you want to start getting the fancier ones. And I was just like, at that point, like, oh my gosh, what are, what are we doing? So I watched, I did what I normally do, which is I went to YouTube, I typed things in, and then I started watching tutorials and informational videos from someone that's extremely into the topic uh, and then feel quickly overwhelmed. And I discovered that there's a bunch of different types of hot tubs. And if you want to go on the cheaper range, they're what's called plug and play hot tubs, which essentially is exactly what it sounds like. It is a hot tub that is, a, it. it's still, it's not like portable in any way. It's still a giant hot tub, but you can plug it into a regular like high 240 volt um, outdoor outlet. So it does need to be like a grounded outlet, which all outdoor outlets need to be anyway, because it's connected to water. So the G they're called GCSI, I believe. GFCI. GFCI. And um, essentially they will shut down if they get exposed to any water. So you don't electrocute yourself in the hot tub. Fun, important thing. Um, The good news is with a new build, everything would, would have been rated for that, especially our outdoor outlets would be. It's only really a big problem for people that are doing it in an older house where Mm. they wouldn't have those on the outside. Um, But the plug and play ones just didn't really make a ton of sense, even though they're on the cheaper end for us, because if we're building it and we're going through the work of putting it up on a on a third story roof, uh, probably want something that's hardwired in because the the hardwires don't exist yet. So it's very easy to do. Right. Mm. Um, They're expensive. Yeah. Like really expensive. So we started going all sorts of directions. Well, and then I got completely overwhelmed watching the tutorials and I knew Aaron's parents had a hot tub when he was in high school and he like in typical Aaron style made like a program or a spreadsheet to like manage all the chemicals that need to be put in. Keep track of the maintenance schedule and the pH testing of all the water and had a little graph I would fill in to make sure it did every week and all that. And, um, All I knew was that sounded like not really a thing I wanted to be responsible for, but I had heard that hot tubs had gotten a lot easier to manage. Like there were apps for it now and that, that it wouldn't, it wouldn't involve Aaron having to custom write software. Although I'm sure he'll try to find an excuse to custom write some software. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I was just worried about like the maintenance and I started looking into the prices and like the chemicals for the, the, just to keep the, the water safe was really expensive. And then I started looking at electrical prices and simultaneously of the hot tub going on, you were also getting solar quotes. So you were like deep in our electricity situation and you know, uh, rates, we get re we get pretty cheap electric. We have, uh, I think like the second cheapest electricity of any state in the, um, country in Oregon. And part of that has to do with, I mean, we still have a lot of natural gas, um, uh, providing our, um, electricity, but a lot of our electricity does come from hydro here because mm-hmm. 
it's always raining and we have a lot of waterfalls that we may have dammed up and possibly gotten rid of some very important salmon runs, but moving on. Uh, (laughs) So our electricity is pretty cheap, but I, you know, we currently on our current apartment, which is um, a newer construction apartment, we pay 75 to $80 for a two bedroom apartment, 750 square feet per month in electricity costs. Notably, we do not run the heater in the apartment because it just is warm enough because of the insulation. Yeah, it was like 25 Fahrenheit. What is that? Negative four Celsius uh, earlier this week. And we we even turned the heater on in like two years. And that's because we have good insulation. And so I was concerned because our obviously our electricity costs are going to go up because we're going to add about 400 square feet and we're adding three stories essentially to our house. Um, we don't have any stairwell in our current flat. So I was just worried because I was like, how much do I want to put my body in a bowl of hot water? <laughs> like, is it worth the price to me? And I was hearing some estimates, 50 to a hundred dollars a month of extra right. electricity costs. And, um, you know, I, I know it seems silly to worry about of electricity costs when I'm talking about spending $10,000 on a hot tub and more than a million dollars on a triplex. But it's it's about raising our monthly- The recurring cost. Yeah, it's a recurring cost. It's It's not bundled into the mortgage the way the hot tub is either. Like, yes, we're going to be paying- (laughs) We are going to be paying $50 more in interest a month by spending $3,000 or whatever it is. That's probably not yeah, the right that's math. Not, but, that's absolutely not the right math. <laughs> but you get the idea. Yeah. Where, you know, every uh, every $1,000 we add to the construction cost does add a monthly charge on, yeah. the more, on the mortgage interest. Yeah. But that is very different than setting ourselves up for basically always having this additional fixed cost, which also will go up because electric rates will rise. Right, right. Um, electric rates just went up, actually. A lot. Um, yeah, so pretty significant amounts, yeah. although it's still competitive compared yeah. to other places. But so I, we were just, we were like, do we even do this? And so then we started to investigate, are there other alternative fuels? Could we just put a bathtub on the roof? Like mm-hmm. we were like, does it need to be a hot tub? Because our main goal in it was that we wanted something fun at a party. Um, I, you know, like I, we've said everything in this house is a reaction to everything (laughs) wrong in our current place. And for me, one of the most frustrating things is that I do not have a, uh, large tub of hot water to sit in because I have no bathtub. And, um, for a lot of people, they wouldn't mind at all, but I really like baths. I also have rheumatoid arthritis. So soaking in hot water is actually really good for my joints. Um, I have known people who have gotten health insurance to cover their hot tubs. I think the days of that are long gone, um, but it used to be that it was possible to get health insurance coverage for a hot tub with rheumatoid arthritis. So theoretically, we could argue this is not just, I mean, it is absolutely a luxury, <laughs> but it is, it, it is um, I have slightly justifiable reasons yeah. for it. So- you know, we were, we were just going back and forth. We were like, is this even worth it? Like, should we just knock this out of the, I mean, having a rooftop patio, even if there's no hot tub on it. Yeah. It's still gonna be a really nice Still gonna be cool. And it won't cost us like 30, $50, a hundred dollars a month of electricity and chemicals and everything. So we kind of went back and forth and we were trying to figure out what 
the value of a hot tub is worth to us. And one of the things I arrived on is for quite a while, I was actually paying for a gym relatively close to my house because I wanted to go to the gym, but also because the gym had a hot tub and I don't have, I don't have a bathtub in my house. And my justification was like, you know, I get a workout and rather than stomp around (laughs) above my neighbor and I was paying $40 a month for that gym. So I was paying $39.99 a month for that gym. I kind of made the argument that I was clearly willing to pay about that much for Mm -hmm. a hot tub that I could access back then 24 hours a day because it was at a 24-hour fitness, which is no longer a thing. Now they're only open 20 hours a day. (laughs) Um, And there were significant downsides to that hot tub. So I could also make the argument that there is minor upgrades, right? Like uh, they use a ton of chlorine at that hot tub um, because it's a, a big public hot tub in like a pool in a 24-hour fitness. Um, you know, I I got to have some interesting conversations with little Chinese grandmas and like Russian bros drinking protein shakes in the hot tub. But like, it would be nice to sometimes not have to talk to strangers. And I had to shower, like I had to wear a bathing suit into it and I had to shower and like, you know, get all the chlorine off of me and everything and then like go through a public changing room. So I was like, theoretically, it has been in the past worth $40 a month for me to have a hot tub. But I was still trying to figure out, is there a way that we can reduce the cost? So what what were a couple of the things that we looked up? Because I've talked a lot. We realized that the sort of traditional fiberglass hot tub with a bunch of jets isn't going to be cheap. There's almost no cheap version of that. Once you start getting to the cheap versions of it, they start looking really bad. Yeah. Like you can get ones that look decent because they've built a nice shell around them. But they're but usually inflatable. The, the lower end ones are inflatable. Some of the lower, ends, lower end ones are in, literally inflatable yeah. or they're like the really cheap plastic where the entire thing is just the cheap plastic molded stuff. And it just looks like it looks cheap and frankly it's trash yeah like it it's it's yeah. trash of uh, it the its only life will ever be a hot tub and then it will be done and it'll be a hot tub yeah and then so then we started thinking okay what else there's got to be like other options for putting hot water in bowls so one of the ones that did keep popping up was this uh cedar style which is based on a traditional Japanese soaking tub, which is, you know, the way that Japanese families will usually use a bathtub because there's like a really big bathing culture there is that you shower before you get into it. So, and you'll leave the water in there for a couple days before you drain it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody will kind of use the water um, and you clean yourself before you get into it, which is really frankly what you do in, yeah. a, in any hot tub. Um, but you, you reuse the water, um, but you don't put chemicals in it necessarily. Right. And the aesthetics of the cedar ones are, I mean, amazing. Like insert a highlight reel of some of the photos that we we found some really nice photos of a bunch of really nice installs of these. One of the things that a lot of them had in common was that they look like they are below the deck. So they'll build up a deck around it so that you basically walk up onto this deck and then get down into a pool rather than like climbing over a wall. It kind of looks like the infinity pool that we went to um, on the top of the hotel in Singapore, only like not on the 200th floor or whatever. And like the hippie version of the Singapore infinity pool on the roof. 
And that aesthetic, I think, is a lot more like what we're going for Absolutely. on the roof. I mean, so, we both just kept looking at those and being like, they're beautiful. Yeah. But the reason we were originally looking at them is because predominantly they're wood fired. And we were thinking, well, maybe wood is the way to go because then you don't you don't keep it on all the time mm -hmm. and you only turn it on. And I lived at a hippie commune that had a big wood fired hot tub um, a bunch of years ago and it was a huge one. So it took all day to heat up, but like I would be going off because I, I worked in the kitchen there. I'd be going off to make breakfast at, I think I would get up at like 4.30 in the morning and I would be one of the first people to throw stuff in there if we wanted to use it that evening, but then it would be hot by the evening, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, that's that's fine. That's fine for entertaining. Like, yeah, you have to plan ahead a whole day. So we were like, maybe, maybe wood wouldn't be, wood is cheap and easy to get here. Right, yeah. Like not lumber, but wood yeah. for wood, uh, Wood fires. Also, wood pellets, it turns out, is like a thing that's also gotten a lot better. And they've figured out ways to make it cheaper and make it more efficient and less messy than burning literal wood yeah. logs. Yeah. And that's like a totally reasonable uh, fuel source for like, you know, grilling and stuff, too. Although I do want to live my best lumberjack yeah, life and yeah. like be in the backyard splitting firewood, um, which I have not done in like 10 years. But I, I believe in myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. You know, so we went, we, we looked at that. We found a couple vendors. We found quite a few different options for fuel, including some that run off like gas. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, this one company that has like a combination cedar one that can run off wood, gas, or electric, which was just, it seems like a lot. Um, and, you know, so we were thinking, okay, let's do wood fired. Started looking around. It seemed like, these can get expensive, but mm -hmm. they are on the smaller end in the range of what we could afford. Yeah. And notably, they come in pieces and then you don't need a crane to lift the entire chunk. Which we up. didn't know when we first reached out. So I, um, you know, because we kind of had to decide this fast and I was like, is this even possible? I found a company out of Seattle, which is which is not far from here. I also found a couple in the Vancouver, um, British Columbia, and uh, you know I reached out to the Seattle one to get a quote. <laughs> I I will say the website gave me confidence that they are not just a fad because some of these websites were so slick mm -hmm. that I I was left wondering if they were real companies. You know when you're like you're like mm, you're. You seem to be very heavy on the marketing and very mm -hmm. light on the business. This website was the opposite. How would you describe this website? It was definitely designed in the late 90s, and it seems to not have changed much since then, uh, but it's full of information. It is text-heavy, very dense, a um, lot of photos. They're, they're postage stamps because it's the 90s, but a lot of photos and a lot of information. It's clear they mock up like a newspaper ad for print and then they just take a picture of it and put it on the front yeah, of yeah. their page. Um, what I found out is they actually engineered the Cedar hot tub in 1979. Um, and so the company has been around for a long time um, and they were the first to do the Cedar hot tub style. And for me, that gave me like a little bit of confidence. At mm -hmm. least these dudes know what they're up for. Um, so I got sent a quote via email. The quote came as four PDFs and 58 pictures attached to the email. <laughs> you forwarded it to me and it took like 10 minutes to arrive. <laughs> um, 
but the pictures were gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and really left me wondering if living, living my best life. But while, when I called to talk on the phone with them to, in order to get sent a quote over, you know, uh, the roof is engineered to carry a hot tub. Apparently the max weight is 3000 pounds. So when we were talking through this, I actually thought at the time it was 3,500 pounds, which is about, I think about 1300, 1400 kilograms. We'll just do that on the screen. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, so he recommended the five foot by um, three foot uh, tub. So it'd be a five Five foot radius. radius. No, diameter. Diameter. And it would um, essentially fit about four people around, which was, which was sort of our aim. Our thought is like, like not everybody, even if like more people are at the party with the hot tub, everyone isn't in the hot tub at once. And I feel like that would be fine. So he said that that one was the one that was just under. Um, turns out it's 3,039 pounds and our weight rating is 3,000. So we were like, oh, crap, do we need to go down? Also, I wasn't sure if the 3,000 pounds, because that was just something that the contractor had mentioned like, when he was like, hey, we need to pick out a hot tub. It's ready for 3,000 pounds. And then I was like, wait a second. Does that mean that the maximum weight on that part of the roof can be 3,000 pounds? Or is that 3,000 pounds of water? <laughs> Because there's a difference. Once you put four people in a hot tub, yeah. that is a few more pounds yeah. than that. And uh, I I had to double check that. And I also wanted to double check how strict is that maximum. Yeah. Um, and I found actually on the plans, there's a little uh, dotted outline for where the hot tub goes. And there's a little line that says like 3,000 pounds max filled weight. Okay. So that at least clarified that that is in fact about the hot tub and that is the water amount they expect you to add to whatever else is in the hot tub and the people. Okay. But I fired off an email to the engineer really quick and asked like, hey, how strict is this? Like, we found one that's like... Will we fall into our roof if we get a too big hot tub? Are we going to end up with a hot tub in the kitchen if we get this? (laughs) And uh, she wrote back in like five seconds. She's like, oh no, it's like not the exact... Okay. You're fine if you're 100 pounds over or whatever. Um. We also, you know, we thought about cutting this several times, but we also felt like there's so much extra support already built in. I know it sounds like, you know, we could just be like, oh, well, let's just not do a hot tub. But we already did a lot of work to make a hot tub happen. And already spent money. And like spent the, money. Like extra money has gone into, yeah. into the, it. If you look at the the joists on, uh, under the deck, like which is our kitchen ceiling. So you can see it from the kitchen right now. If you look at those joists, they are extremely tall they're way taller than you would normally do for a for a floor and they're really close together there's a ton of them there's it's super dense yeah and they span the whole length of the from the window to the back of the kitchen and it's a ton of them that's not like a normal thing to do and that's because it's supporting three thousand pounds of water so all that has been you know the engineering work that goes into that has already been happened and been paid for there's been a lot of extra wood and time of assembly that goes into that so we're well into this commitment. But so anyway, we found out we can probably do five by four. And a lot of the advice that we got was get the largest that you can mm-hmm. feasibly get just because it's it gets really tight if you get a smaller one. A lot of them, they'll say it fits four people, but it'll kind of you'll be knocking knees with the other four, um, which is probably not a concern for me, but is a concern for normal sized people. <laughs> 
Um, so we found two companies. We found that one that has the website um, that was made in 1998, as far as I can tell, and has not been changed since then. And then we found another one that's based in British Columbia. Um, so freight might be higher because this sort of stuff ha- still has to get sent to you and it's not cheap. Um, but that one, it seems like the quotes are really similar, but we essentially kind of know what the footprint now is going to be of the hot tub. And then the plan is to do stairs around it. Um, but the reason we can afford, we, these run are going to run a couple thousand more dollars than the budget for the hot tub. But the good news is we don't need a crane for these. So the $10,000 is the like total budget for the purchasing the hot tub and installing it, yeah. including getting it onto the roof. So if it comes in pieces, we don't need a crane, which saves quite a lot on the crane. We might even be able to fit it in the dumbwaiter, <laughs> which is really cool if that happens. Um, we will have to spend money, uh, labor to get the crew to to build it. Yeah. So that is going to cost some. We could also do it ourselves if we're really trying to save a couple bucks. Because uh, they they do provide full instructions for these. They and they also specified that it might be better to DIY it because most of the errors happen because contractors refuse to read the instructions. <laughs> that was a fantastic uh, little <laughs> bit of the of the website there. Yep. Um. So the it there's quite a few pictures of what the hot tubs look like even fit into the back of regular sized cars. So it's mm-hmm. very different than the fiberglass hot tubs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I forgot to say, when I called to talk to them, you know what they said? Oh, you cannot have a wood burning stove in a dense right. part of Portland. They're like, are you like, are you like out in the woods? And I was like, mm. Not really. Um, And uh, they said that would be a bad idea because they say these wood stoves can shoot flames out the top. And then the other issue that we had considered originally, you can't use a wood fired stove during a burn ban. And um, like we have a burn ban in parts of Portland right now. And it is it's the middle of winter. So I think we had two straight months of burn ban in Portland this summer. So it is, um, that, that really harshes the use of it. If, Mm. if if wood fired is our only option. So then we started to investigate what the options were. One of the options would be to do gas, which is nice because you can, um, uh, theoretically, it'll heat up a little faster than electricity. Electricity is the slowest to heat it up essentially because it's less efficient. Well, we're not doing plumbed in gas. Like there's no gas line to the property, but they also can run on tanks. Well, and so we started asking about, okay, well, if we don't have a gas line, how big the tank need to be? And he said it would have to be 50 gallons or more. And it needs to be like far enough away from like people. (laughs) Because it turns out giant piles of gas are not very safe. And, um, and that's not a small tank. Yeah, so, it's yeah. too, it's just too big of a tank, I think. So we, um, it seems like electric is what we're going to do. There is a 5.5 kilowatt, um, uh, power pack is the brand name. Um, but there's kind of two different versions of it that we're looking at, depending on which of the manufacturers we go with. We haven't decided between the two yet. Um, I'm going to get a more serious quote from the Vancouver one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, but we had to decide we had to decide on the footprint and it's essentially it's going to be 3 feet tall and 5 foot five diameter feet. and uh we're going to get the deck crew to like build up 
around it. Yeah, I um, I took my little 3D modeling app out and uh, put the circle where it's going to be for the for the hot tub, pulled it away from the edges of the deck because we don't want it right up at the edge. Um, we're going to have to build a little railing. We want to do a little uh, glass railing. To, you know, once you're in sitting on the edge of the hot tub, that would be at the height of yeah. The edge of the roof, three floors up. So we're going to build a little glass railing there and then um, pull it into the roof a little bit and then build this whole deck contraption around it with stairs that go up to it. So it'll look sort of like a tiered platform that you walk up, not climbing. It's not a ladder. You're not climbing over anything. You basically just walk up it like stairs and then get into the tub. I want like real Japanese onsen tea house kind of vibes is what, but in the middle of the city kind of vibes is what we're going for. Um, so it looks like we did some electricity estimates based on our current cost, and it looks like it's going to cost us between a dollar and two dollars a day in electricity to run it on the economical mode, and it should take about three hours ish to heat up um, from there from economical mode. So it's not, it doesn't stay hot all the time when you run it on economical mode, but it doesn't cool down all the way either. Yes, so it keeps um, it at a temperature where it can be brought up to 102 in three hours. So one of the concerns about, you know, where we were trying to figure out if, could we just treat this like a bathtub? Like, Mm -hmm. can we just drain it? Um, Turns out not. Not really. And especially not with the wood ones. Yeah. One of the things, so it's kind of like a wood barrel where the, the wood expands and that helps create the seal around between all the wood pieces it's literally just wood it's wood it's on the wood. it's the old style of building yeah. boats that's how you build a boat yeah so <laughs> that only works when uh because it is wet and because the wood expands and if you dry it all out it will eventually contract and if you're doing that repeatedly over and over and over again um it's just going to eventually just build make too many cracks that don't get plugged up again so yeah. you don't really want to treat it as a fill it up for a couple of days drain it for a week fill it up again drain it for a week so it really is meant to be always, yep, always full. Uh, so, and then the other thing was that apparently you can't just directly drain hot tubs into Portland. Into the stormwater system. Okay. So I still haven't found out if you can drain into the sewer system, but I found a page. It was very clear on the Portland website, Portland city website that said, you cannot drain hot tubs into the stormwater system. Okay. And that would be like, draining it onto our roof, for example. Yeah, yeah. So we can't we can't drain onto the roof that goes down into the gutter that goes into the stormwater system. Okay. They say make sure you drain it into the ground, like ten feet away from your building. Okay. So I don't know about sewer. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna have to come up with some sort of hose plan to to get the drainage to work if we can't do it into the sewer. I would I would like to just, you know, hardwire that in. Why not? Since all the walls are open right now, we could just run a pipe yep. down into the yard out 10 feet. Well, I also would like to do a slight slope to the, when we do the final deck surface that you walk on, I'd like to have a slight slope and have a drain there just for any overflow or anything like that. Slash like rain. I know, (laughs) I know it is sloped. Like we actually have to build up an extra part of an extra step to get the slope right for the, for the roof. Cause it is a roof. It's not just a deck. It's literally literally a roof. Mm. Um, I don't know what the plan is for the drainage in that corner right now, but I'll ask next time we do a walkthrough. That's what I'd like being not at all a water engineer or someone who really understands roofs. But we, we're going to have a shower up on, on the roof too, uh, just like a shower head. Just oh, we, for, oh, we are. Yeah. Interesting. Didn't know that. That's, um, and that's so that you can rinse yourself off after you get in the hot tub. I This is a great plan. Um, and 
part of the uh, quest to have this cost a little less per month is that we are um, shelling out a couple hundred bucks for what is called an ionic filter. And an ionic filter does some sort of magic, <laughs> um, but it requires you to use, I think like they, the, the advertising at least promises like 75% less chemicals that you need month to month. Um, and we can use, it looks like we can use bromine essentially instead of using chlorine, which is, mm -hmm. it's way softer on your skin. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't know. We'll have like an app that we can heat up the hot tub from our phones. I don't know. Our plan is like, we want to be able to be on a bike ride and then invite people back to the house, to our hot tub and be like, oh, we have a hot tub on the roof. If we could connect to the hot tub while we're on a ride and tell it to start heating up, that yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. Um, and that was another one of the reasons why the wood fired maybe didn't make sense because we didn't want to, you know, it's very different than living on a hippie commune where you like are there all day and you can just walk past it and mm -hmm. stoke it. You know, I don't know if I want to have to babysit it for a bunch of hours while it heats up or whatever. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the hot tub. We are going to get a cedar hot tub. It sounds like Yeah. we picked it. Um, fiberglass is just ugly. It's they're they're ugly even when you spend a lot of money on the expensive ones. So oh, and we don't care about jets. That was one of the things we yeah. we want the like all we want is for circulation. Mm -hmm. You know, you want like you don't want the water to be stale. Some of these fiberglass ones, they have like massage systems. They have like five jets up here, three down there, two over here, the side thing, and they have all these little seats that yeah. like where there's like this is where the you molded sit. seats, the molded seats, and then they have like certain number of those depending on how big your hot tub is where each of those seats has dedicated jets. Yeah. And I, it's just, that's not why I go to a hot tub. I don't yeah. go to a hot tub for the jets. The, um, you can get like hydrotherapy systems that go in the cedar hot tubs mm -hmm. too. Um, and I, I think it's even a thing we could upgrade it to, uh, later. Like I think you can add that kind of on, but you have to obviously do additional plumbing and stuff like that. Um, but they, the more jets you have, the uglier the outside of the cedar hot yeah. tub looks. And it's so beautiful. Like I want to, I want to do our best to show off the pretty parts of it. So, um, I don't know. Hope we don't regret it. Uh, one thing about the cedar hot tubs we heard is that you essentially are bathing in tannins for the first, like, you know, seven months or something. Mm -hmm. So, um, you're just like, we'll smell good. Yeah. You're just, we'll, we'll keep all the moths away. Ooh, yeah. Maybe all my wool clothing. Will <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I hope, I hope that'll work. But, um, if you have opinions on hot tubs, uh, you know, I think most of them we can't take at this point, but <laughs> we if, have a lot of constraints here, budget, size, weight, time, time. Yeah, so, we don't yeah. we don't have time to screw around in this decision. Yeah. Um, however, if you have hot tips about cedar hot tubs or um, reducing energy costs with hot tubs, uh, please let us know. Yeah. One of the things we heard, which I'm trying to figure out if maybe we can shell out an extra like two hundred dollars for it, is you can um, insulate the bottom of mm. the hot tub, and I'm hoping maybe that'll lower energy costs as well. So um, yeah, that's sort of that's the goal, but. Uh, yep. Do we have a word of the week? I think it might be kilowatt. I don't know. I spent <laughs> a lot of time looking at electricity, trying to figure out how to math it. Yeah, yeah. I felt looking at a lot of power bills and all the breakdown of all the charges. And yeah. yeah, there's also a lot of specs on like hot tubs that I'm not positive all of them are real. <laughs> I think some of them are made up. 
All right. Uh, until next time, uh, you should subscribe if you want to hear more updates when it comes to uh, building a triplex and uh, eventually see a hot tub on the roof, hopefully. We'll report back once it's installed, of course. So maybe we'll take some videos of assembling it. Yep. And uh, until next, next time, uh, don't build a triplex. Yeah. <laughs>